0: And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Doing the Work post-game show. As tonight, your number five ranked Indiana Hoosiers, victorious over Nebraska by a 72 to 65 score. The Hoosiers now 13 and 2 overall, 5-0, and oh for the first time ever in Big Ten play in the in the conference action. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, here with my co-host Kathy Amos, and we'll break it all down for you on this edition of doing the work the new show on the back home network dedicated to covering iu women's basketball and let's start this show the way we start every show and that's with our banner moment and and kathy i'm going to go with chloe moore mcneil tonight is our banner moment to step in off the bench she'd missed the last two or three games um with illness and she comes out and chloe gets eight huge points in the fourth quarter and on a night when we were down with McKenzie Holmes, that we'll talk about later a little bit, I'm sure, McKenzie Holmes only had nine healthy players on the bench and only played six. Moore McNeil stepping up is my banner moment for the evening.
1: Ari said that they can't hear us.
0: Uh, interesting. I know, I can
1: hear you fine. You can hear me? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Let me check something here.
1: Okay. Can you hear Jeff too?
0: Yeah. They're saying, you know, David says he can hear.
1: Okay. All right.
0: All right. (laughs) So hopefully, did everybody hear my banner moment? Okay. Quang says yes. All right. so We're still trying to work out the keys here. Um, And so, like I said, I just think that Chloe Moore McNeil being uh, coming off the bench, uh, hadn't played for two or three games out with some illness and, and to give us eight huge points in a game where we really were struggling to find offense in the second half. So Chloe Moore McNeil is my, her performance in the fourth quarter alone is my banner moment. And our Banner Moment today, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and their first as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball program? It's true. When you go to the IU collection, you'll find a T-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. Given what the women's team is doing now under Terry Morin, it might be time for a new shirt soon. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know, it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, that's H-O-M-E, HOME, for 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open player, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team, and that's with the Amos Angle.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. So I'll I'll echo your thoughts about Chloe and your your banner moment. I think for me, my opening thoughts are we we've got our best start now to Big Ten play. We're now five and zero, still sitting on top of the conference, and um, you know we just gridded it out tonight. We were down a number of players. We had McKenzie Holmes, obviously, was um, probably the big, biggest missing piece um, from. From tonight, but we also had Grace Wagner, who does play minutes for us from time to time. And even with that, and then um, I'm sure we'll talk about Alexa Goulbay fouling out um, with four minutes left. And clearly that made a huge difference in the Nebraska game plan going down low. And we just really struggled to stop him there without her. Uh, we just gritted it out, right? It wasn't the mm-hmm. prettiest uh, second half I think we've seen, and hopefully not that um, we'll see that again. But shoot, we've got a 13-game conference win streak now, going back to last year. So. I applause to the, to, the, to the ladies here for, for getting that out. I, I thought it was a, it was a good performance um, to see even through the struggles and through the some of the ugly play that um, I think we talked about it on our last show, that leadership and that togetherness and um, really the veteran play really came through for, the, for our, our women today.
0: Yeah, and, and I would agree with the veteran play, but I think again, a sophomore like Chloe really was the difference down the stretch. And and Keondra Brown gave us good minutes. Um, so what was probably the most what was one of the most important storylines for you coming out tonight's game?
1: Well, coming into the game, I really was going to especially start watching our rebounding, especially on the defensive side against Nebraska. The That was the biggest storyline I wanted to see. With McKenzie being out, I thought we were really going to hurt down low, and Nebraska actually leads the nation in rebounding. And um, we went toe-to-toe with them, to be honest, in, in rebounds. I mean, we ended up having um, – they had six more than us, but those most of those came in that fourth quarter. And um, overall, just uh, – I, I thought – for the most part, we we held our own against them. It was really rough at the beginning. Um, the first two possessions, the opening possessions for Nebraska, uh, they had four four offensive rebounds, and we really curtailed bats And then ended up with um, letting them only have five for the half, and then eleven for the game. So after that first start, mm-hmm. I thought they they got it better. Lost it some in that last quarter, but um, I, I thought that was that was the storyline I was really looking for when once I heard McKinsey was out.
0: Well, and for me, I, I think it was a little bit about and this has been a concern you and I have talked about and and, I, and others who follow the program have talked about the lack of bench depth. And on a night where you were missing your 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 leading scorer, leading rebounder, uh, maybe perhaps a, a, at least somebody who's in the conversation for Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, you you and then so you, and then you had Grace Wagner, as you mentioned, who wasn't dressed tonight. So we were limited on that. And so I was a little bit worried by would we be able to kind of the fatigue factor towards Mm -hmm. the end of the game. And I think this showed up in the second half as I was texting you uh, during the game in the second half, first half, we shot 55%. We played at a pretty decent pace. I, I, I wasn't as upset about the pace as maybe some people were, but maybe it did come back to bite us at the end. But in the second half, we only shot 27%. Right. And, and so was that fatigue? maybe I thought we took some questionable shots, but to me that was the kind of the thing I was wondering about going into what would our bench depth look like tonight. I was hoping maybe we'd see one or two kids that we hadn't seen much of mm-hmm. and we didn't and, wow. and, and coach Warren went with basically a, um, a sensational Very six, joyful. I guess I will call yeah. it, you know um, <laughs> because we just you know it, and then Alexa again, and we'll talk probably about this a little bit later. But Lex getting in foul trouble then really exposed lack of post play, and because Lex probably was our best post defender tonight.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with that uh, for sure. Um, yeah, we ended up playing only six, which I knew it was going to be. It was a greatly reduced bench as it was. We only dressed nine, uh, but I thought we would at least see maybe a little bit of Caitlin Peterson, but she never mm-hmm. checked in once. So that was the one player in particular I thought we would see with our our shortened um, with our short short
0: short bench <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and even with that we still only gave up 65 points
1: yeah held um nebraska well under their average and believe they averaged somewhere in the low 80s right
0: i'm looking that up right now coming in tonight they were averaging 82 for the yeah. season and they were averaging 76 in big 10 play so we held them at least 10 points under their average if you just look at conference play right
1: it's been a theme of this team I'm keeping it up
0: yeah. And so anything else that you thought about, you know, that you really kind of the a storyline that you want to hit on?
1: Nope, no, No storylines in particular. Yeah.
0: Okay. But yeah. So was, yeah. I don't really either. I just, I, I really was, you know, it was happy. The big storyline for me was kind of the banner moment. Chloe, Chloe Moore McNeil providing a big, huge lift off the bench. And, and the fact that she, you know, she played 29 minutes, you know, that may, I, I haven't got, to, I didn't have a chance to look at that, but I'll bet that's a season high.
1: It is. It is. Yeah, I think the um, I was listening to the radio feed because I said before, I don't really care for TV announcers. <laughs> so I to look in the radio feed. And yes, they um, both um, Chloe Moore McNeil and counter Brown uh, both surpassed their season high in minutes. I think Counter Brown before was 17 minutes and Chloe Moore McNeil was 25. So um, and then they had 25 and 29 respectively. So. Yeah, both of them surpassing theirs and quite a bit for for Keander Brown, going from 17 to 25 is is quite a bit. So yeah, I, I was with you. I would think some fatigue probably set in for sure. Yeah.
0: So as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's win over Nebraska, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed, and then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to the Doing the Work post-game show. I'm Jeff Marlowe here with my co-host Kathy Amos and we're breaking down Indiana's win against Nebraska and it's time for meaningful moments that you might've missed. And Kathy, I'll give you the opportunity to go first.
1: Yeah, I think again, we've talked about their defense all year and I'm going to go back actually to the first quarter. And one of the things I really um, saw, again, we were, we were down a little bit late, but there was a great recovery by grace when there was a switch on the ball. Um, and that's uh led to a defensive rebound from Keander Brown, which again, it was one thing I was really trying to pay attention to after hearing Mac was out and Nebraska rebounded so well. And then that led to a pass out down to Nikki who went down um, to shoot. The, I think she ended up getting fouled and I think she made one of her two free throws, which we can talk about free throws later, but yeah. Uh, so I thought that was just a great sequence. And again, it was, Great recovery on defense, great rebounding from Keandra to a good pass out to Nikki that led to some offense on the other end. And again, I think that's the story of our team all year. And to me, that was a play that highlighted that. Um, and I think that really started to run that. We went with eight unanswered points. At that point, it was 10 to nine. But we want eight unanswered points then in less than a minute to take over the lead pretty handily at that point, going up 10 to 15 at the first media timeout in the first quarter
0: yeah, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that. And I thought the meaningful moment in the first half, especially was the se- the last segment after the media timeout in the second quarter. We went from a thirty one to twenty seven lead to forty four to thirty one. and um Grace and Allie kind of powered that run. But that to me, that in, in hindsight, That may have been the biggest part of the game because it it gave us that cushion to kind of hold on at the end when we really you know were kind of struggling to find any rhythm. Uh, Almost time, I hate to say it this way, but just sometimes you see teams playing not to lose, and and we just made some because we made some turnovers that were uncharacteristic of our, our our veteran team. And so we were really, you know, we were struggling down, you know, at times. So I'm going to go with that. That was kind of the meaningful moment in the first half for me. And yeah. it started with two free throws by Grace. And then, in fact, we scored um, four five, seven straight uh, points, yeah. actually nine straight points, nine straight points there, because mm-hmm. it started with Grace's two free throws and finished with Alexa finishing with a, a jump shot.
1: Yep. Yep. I was um, actually wrote that down because in the middle of that is when um, Ali actually scored her her first point. So um, she got back and ended up uh, going for uh, getting fouled and going for an and one, of course, Mr. Free throw. But (laughs) um, yeah, I thought uh, that was I noted noted that down as a meaningful moment for me as well. Um, another one for me was actually and then moving on to the second half in the third quarter uh, right around um, that almost at the end about 32 seconds left and and Nikki really went out after the ball and um, got the ball down again to Keander Keander Brown, um, who then passed it back out to to Allie, who ended up getting fouled and going to the line. But that to me it was it was really great ball movement to see because it was a little bit stagnant at the time. And so looking at the offensive side, I thought that was a moment that um started to um feel like they were going to maybe start moving the ball a little bit better. And they went from the outside to the inside and back to the outside and um generated some offense there. And that was right at the end of the third quarter. And I just I just liked that ball movement. It was nice to see it.
0: Yeah, and I'll kind of go back to the beginning of the second half, a meaningful moment for me, which involved Alexa Golbe. She she came out at an 845 mark and got a three-pointer that pushed the lead out to 47-33 after Nebraska scored the first bucket. And then uh, after a grace free throw, the next possession, the next IU possession after that, Lex drove the lane, uh, drew the defense, gave a nice bounce pass to Keondra Brown on the backside block for a layup. And so, you know, Alexa counted for – the the three point field goal and the assist there and then that's kind of when it really kind of started to get really I don't want to say stagnant but we just kind of seemed to lose some energy and then the and, and then Alex and then and then at the six forty five mark Lex did another field goal and it was fifty two thirty five and it just seemed like we kind of struggled to the end of the third quarter and, and, and instead of a chance of really having a, having a chance to put them away right then and there we kind of let them back into the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter becomes a dogfight.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I I think the last meaningful moment, of course, obviously a big meaningful moment was right at the four minute mark left to go when Alexa fell out. But I think um, we're all it's probably not one people missed. I think everyone was pretty well in tune with it. Uh, But one for me is actually, again, back to the theme of the fourth quarter, which was Chloe Moore McNeil. And she just had a fantastic steal with about 517 left to go where she was down low and um, guarding one of their their bigs and fronting them. And we were really struggling with, um, I think Alexa was out at that point with her fourth foul. They brought her back in, but um, right right then Chloe just really fronted that girl and clearly undersized and got that ball and stole it and actually grabbed it so we could go back down to the other end and run some offense. So um, that was, I think, one of the last meaningful moments I like. But a lot of them, again, very defensive sided.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of pose this as a question you do for my meaningful moment, Kathy. I'll keep interested in your. That with 30 seconds to go, or, or at least with 20 seconds to go, it was still a five point ball game. And Nebraska either chose or allowed us to run off quite a bit of time to where eventually Allie hit the two free throws right at the end. But were you surprised that they didn't foul a little quicker? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, in fact, I, I'm pretty sure I yelled at the TV when they finally did foul with like what three seconds, to yes. half seconds ago. I'm like, well, why are you fouling now? <laughs> so I was really surprised. If you're like, I don't know if they were trying to go for the steal and just couldn't get the foul. I don't know what was going on there either, but it did seem rather um,
0: odd. <laughs> and, and, and I guess this is something we were texting about during the game. Nebraska was a dangerous team, even if we were healthy you know, with everybody healthy and we had our full complement of players because they beat a very good Michigan team in Lincoln just last week. But they're just – and we'll get to the stats here in a few minutes, but they just had – they had moments where they helped us by just turning it over, instead. whereas instead of getting at least shots with a chance to score – they, they had a lot of empty possessions. So in a, especially in the third and fourth quarter, especially that fourth quarter even, when they were making a little bit of run, they still had some empty possessions that fourth quarter. And, and I know part of that's our defense, but I think that just kind of shows you why Nebraska sometimes is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They can beat a good team like Michigan, and then later on you may see them lose a game to somebody in the bottom half of the league.
1: Right, absolutely. And uh, Quinn here in the chat, I want to point out, he had a meaningful moment. He wanted to shout out again to Cardone, Cardon. Yep, to Nicole. <laughs> Clearly my voice or my tongue is not going to work for me on that today. But, yeah, there in the fourth quarter, she actually had stole the ball, lost it, and then stole it back. So um, don't like the turnover, but at least she stole the ball back again and, and um, again, showing that tenacity that Nikki has on defense.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure in the film session tomorrow, there's going to be a big, po- a big point to Allie and Nikki for just kind of unforced turnovers in that fourth yeah. quarter when we were trying to get them just kind of – they were going to have to foul. I mean, they, basically, they were going to, have to foul or let us run some clock. Either way, it was going to be to our benefit. But Allie let the inbounds pass basically go right through her hands mm-hmm. into a turnover, and then Nikki bounced it off her own knee. So, right. And I'm that sure. was
1: under Nebraska's basket, too. So yes. the Nebraska got to inbound it right underneath. So, yeah, so, that was when we were only up five.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: you got anything else? No, no, I think that covers all my
0: moments. <laughs> all right, so next it's time to go inside the numbers, and let's pick out a few key stats to discuss, both team and individual. Kathy, I'll give you the opportunity to go first.
1: Yeah, I I think I've already touched some on rebounds. Again, it it, it was Nebraska leads the nation in rebounding, and they did out-rebound us tonight um, 41 to 35, um, and 11 of those 11 to seven on the offensive rebounds. Um, the thing for us, I think was that they did turn those 11 offensive rebounds into 16 points. And for us, we only got two second chances. And I thought that was one that, um, I'd really like to see, but again, when you're missing, you know, McKenzie Holmes down low, Mm -hmm. she, she mainly would have um, gotten a lot of those. And of course, the other thing I was really watching for with McKenzie being out is points in the paint. And we actually, um, they only outscored, is 32 to 28, which again was surprising to me. And I think a lot of those 32 points for Nebraska and the paint came in that fourth quarter when um, Lexi was out. So overall, I thought they actually played fairly good defense when uh, at least Alexa was able to stay on the court. So those are a couple of the first numbers that jump out to me.
0: Yeah, you stole one of mine, the points in the paint, because I was going to point out that, you know, without McKenzie, to be able to basically play them even, the Markowski girl is a really up-and-coming post player in the league, and she had 17 of those probably most of the – she uh, she actually hit a three, so 14 at least probably came in the paint. Mm-hmm. But I thought the same thing you did with rebounding. By staying close, I know minus six isn't great, but without McKenzie, with, with the bench being the way it was – I thought that staying within six because at the half we were pretty much even, so staying within six was was a pretty good number for the game. Uh, for me, I'm going to go back to some some of the shooting numbers and six of 18 from the from beyond the arc. 33%, this team is not known for their three-point shooting. I didn't necessarily mind the number, just we got to find a way to hit one or two more. If you hit seven out of 18, now you're up to 37 38%, somewhere in there, and you don't look quite so bad. But there were times that we just had maybe some rush shots. There was a – you know, Keandra took one that I was kind of like, you're not sure that's her shot. But so I was kind of more looking – the shooting numbers – Without McKenzie, if you told me we we're going to shoot 55% in the first half, I'd been like, two thumbs up. This is really going to go our way. Problem was, we had the flip side, as I pointed out earlier in the second half. We only shot 27%. And that actually got better because at one point, I think I tweeted to, or texted right. to you that we were down to about 21%. Mm-hmm. So we got to find a way. I know we don't know what McKenzie's status is. And I'm sure that'll be a, our big lingering story or big lingering question at the end. But we just, we got to find a little bit of way to get some consistency there and and give some credit to Nebraska. They're, they're playing hard and they're a good team, but you had a 17 point lead that eventually got down to about five and had everybody kind of pulling their hair and chewing their fingernails.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: What about you? What else on the stats?
1: Yeah. The other number, again, I wanted to talk about was turnovers, Um, both turnovers that we had 13, our team goal is 11. So just above a, a couple above that, um, four of those turnovers, again, were from Nikki, and you've already touched on that um, How a lot in the fourth quarter. But really, on the positive side, we forced 19 turnovers mm-hmm. for Nebraska and turned that into 12. And again, you mentioned Nebraska's a Jekyll and Hyde team. The three previous games, they had had nine or fewer turnovers, um, one of which of those games, if I believe, I can't remember if it was on the rotor at home but they beat michigan who was ranked eighth at the time so it wasn't like they were going against you know the bottom of the big 10 when they only had the nine turnovers one of those games for sure against michigan who is an excellent team so i thought for us to come out and force 19 and then to turn 12 turn those into 12 points again you know when you only end up winning by seven those 12 points are um, very important to every point you can get so mm-hmm. i thought there was another stat i like looking at those
0: two together um, and I'll go with one here and, and it's probably, I, I want to, first of all, I want to say, I agree with you about that. I, I, I thought that, um, forcing tours. Now that may be kind of the plus of being a little bit smaller because you played a little smaller lineup. You could be a little more active, maybe get out in some lane, passing lanes and, and, and such a little bit easier. Whereas with McKenzie, we tend to be a little bit more of a traditional center. Power forward, whereas tonight we really I wouldn't say had a true center on the floor at times, and especially mm-hmm. when Lex was trying to play the five. She's not really a true five. So you're a little bit smaller. I'm gonna go to, and I know a lot of people don't like this number, but again I tend to give a little more value than some people. Um, Lexa Golbay, plus 17. When she was on the floor, we yeah. really were a pretty good team tonight. And I think that just highlights what we saw in the fourth quarter when she got the fourth foul and had to set, and then when she fouled out and had to set. We kind of struggled, especially at the defensive end. But also I think offensively, there's just I've said this before. For me, Lex is the glue kid on this team. She can do a little bit of everything. She's going to score. She's going to rebound. She'll defend, especially and when she's playing her best, that's when this team, in my opinion, is at their best. So I, I'm I'm going to that that plus 17 is a number I'm going to point mm-hmm. out here. And Kathy, I'll throw it to you for another stat
1: yeah um well quang is yelling here so i was going to this <laughs> next, actually already Quang. so you, oh you look so pardon the pun but you stole my thunder in the chat but yes 13 steals for the team four of them from Lexi. um i think everyone had a steal outside of alley and everybody had at least two so 13 steals, and if i remember hearing correctly i believe that was a season high for the team mm-hmm. so again um the calling card of this team is defense and sometimes it shows up in stat lines and sometimes it's just what you can see and feel on the court and definitely it was there tonight on the court and the feel but you could see it in the stat line too 13 steals is awesome
0: and and I will say this to Quang, I think that was a byproduct of you pointing out the most for the season, that smaller lineup that we had to play tonight, mm-hmm. kind of by necessity. Yeah. Um, another number I'm going to go to is Grace Berger, 7 for 12 from the field, yeah. 8 of 10 at the line. She had been struggling for a big chunk of the season with her shoot, with her shot. She just does a lot of the Grace Berger things. But tonight to come out, and I thought especially in that first half where I felt like maybe she gave us a little bit of a lift at times, especially early, hitting shots. I think the other kid's like, hey, Grace is hitting some shots. Let, let's go. And and right. so see Grace go 7 for 12, 8 to 10 at the line, hopefully that means maybe she's starting to break out of this slump, you know, and, and, and that's the Grace Berger we're going to see on down the line.
1: Yeah, I thought actually Grace had an excellent game. She led the team in points with 22. She led the team in rebounds with um, seven, was almost leading the team with um, assists with three mm. as well. Only one foul, one turnover, a block, and two steals. I, I think Grace actually, I thought she had a really great game. But beyond the numbers, right, to your point, I thought she actually showed really good calmness most of the mm. time on there, especially towards the end, <laughs> and really great leadership. For the team, again, showing um, that there's a lot more sometimes to basketball than just putting the ball in the hoop. You got to play as a team. And I thought um, Grace really brought the team together. And and I, I loved watching Grace tonight
0: yeah and and we mentioned uh you know the kind of the stat i'll come back to here is and, and we've talked a lot about this and for sue in the chat i'm beginning to wonder should we maybe we should refer to the our our, our chat as the workaholics you know, because, there you you know. know but anyway um <laughs> but for sue they the i use been use is always pretty uh vague about injuries all they released was that she had a knee injury but from what Ari is telling us in the chat it doesn't sound like it's going to be a season ender because Coach Moran said in the post game that when they get when they get McKenzie back, so that would seem to be a good yeah. thing. How fast we get her back at this point we still don't know, but I, I want to do point out one other number as well in here, and and that was um, Ali Patberg, or, or excuse me, not Ali Patberg, but the number I was going to point out was again we went back to a lot of minutes. Um, Nikki played 36 minutes. Lex would have played 36 or 37 minutes had she not fouled out. Allie f- had 38 minutes. Grace had 38 minutes. So you had four kids that realistically were going to be looking at about 35, 36, 37 minutes. And I thought in the first half before the foul trouble set in, I thought Coach Moore was trying to do a decent job of rotating those six. So at least everybody was getting at least a, sec- you know, a chance to get some breather. But it also shows here that you know, five fouls that Lex had. And I know Lex isn't trying to foul out, but on a night where you're going to be really limited on the bench, you got to be a little right. careful with some of your fouls.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I thought a, at least one foul in particular, I thought was just a. a, a A lack of thinking on her part on reaching in on a um, trying to get a defensive rebound. The uh, Nebraska missed a shot and they went up to get it and she just uh, Nebraska actually grabbed the ball and she just just reached right in and ended up getting. I think that might have been her fourth foul at the time, Um, but uh, that's the one in particular that I I very much remember. Otherwise, they they didn't seem too egregious. But um, I mean, the officiating was also officiating tonight so well
0: but the first half they were kind of the whistles were pretty, pretty they, were mm-hmm. they were pretty quiet because that first half went fast it did. so and probably good for us because it gave us a little bit more time of, of at least some flexibility in here right. before the men's game starts but i also want to point out with that you were talking uh with that i i just think that that's you know that's a big thing. You know, when you're you know when you're limited on who you have on the floor can put on the floor. You, you foul trouble is something you really got to kind of take it you know yeah. c- keep an eye on and and such. So, um, I just I don't know. I see Ari posted in the chat that you know that you know she thought Alex was being a little over aggressive and and maybe but boy, there's times I'm glad she you know I'm glad she plays the way she does. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think though on a night like tonight, when you are limited in your players, I think you have to expect a little more from one of our senior leaders to make sure, especially when we don't have any other um, low low post players um, available to really come in and and mm. be able to handle Nebraska. I thought we needed a little bit more um, maturity for her, which I expected to see.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so there's that's a good point. So you got anything else, uh, I don't think so. I think we
1: touched on it. We talked about grace and yeah, the, the steals, um, 12 assists. So really good assist numbers again. So yeah, overall, uh, I, we didn't really talk too much about free throws. I mentioned it a couple of times just to point out, um, 64% on the game is below their season average. I think they're averaging around 73 or so on the year. Um, so just below that. So I would like to see a little bit more um, from a free throw. But, yeah, Grace led the team there with 8 of 10. So so that was good to see Grace again.
0: And I'm going to go with a couple things. You mentioned a little bit earlier, but i just kind of t- top them off. Tonight, with the win, eight wins in a row, 14 in a row in the conference dating back to last season, and now six in a row at home. So they have a nice winning streak going. Hopefully it will knock on wood. It will continue. Uh, but I'm sure yeah. a lot of that may depend on how quick we can get McKenzie back. And even, let's face it, even a Grace Wagner, how, yeah. how quick can we get Grace back and you know healthy and, and to where she can contribute some minutes? Uh, because right now we just got to, you know, get as much as we can out of that bench, as we said. So any additional storylines you want to mention that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't really either. I think we, you know, cause okay. I think we're going to hit the big storyline here. <laughs> in a little bit. So, so you're listening to Doing the Work po- IU Postgame Show. Catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball games. You can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000, and I think we're getting close to 10,000, of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jeff Marlowe here with my co-host, Kathy Amos, and we're breaking down Indiana's win against Nebraska. And it's time now for our game balls. Kathy, I'll let you go first on the game ball. Okay, so I
1: probably gave it away a bit when we were talking about individual stats. And for me, I, I liked Grace's game tonight. So I, I, I thought she played that, again, a complete game. She had 38 minutes, but she played for so really only two um her plus minus since you like that it was second on the team with nine she, again she led the team in rebounding um especially on the defensive side she had 22 points leading the team there as well seven to 12 i thought from the field was great eight of ten from line overall i thought um again just her leadership pushed it over for me in particular and i i gave grace my game as well
0: well, you, you I am gonna. I guess we'll go with being in agreement there. But there were a couple, three kids we really could have picked for yeah. the game ball. And, and, it, and that probably is why we can maybe settle on Grace a little bit easier is that I think we're going to probably be in agreement on the Hustle Award here in a few minutes as well. But I, as I pointed out, Grace kind of found her shot tonight. She was 7 mm-hmm. for 12, 8 for 10 at the free throw line. But I always, like you said earlier, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, the beauty of watching Grace Berger is the things that don't always show up in the stat sheet or, or don't show up in the scoring column. She's going to rebound. She's going to get some assist. She's going to usually, you know, she had two steals tonight. She leads. And I think they even said this on the broadcast. And it was one of the things that uh, Grace and I talked a little bit about one of the Grace Berger episodes that just one of the things she's really worked on over the last couple of years is being a more vocal leader. She's kind of always led by had, had been a lead by example player, but now she's, you know, you know, they want her to be a little more vocal, and I think we saw a little uh, some evidence of that tonight on the floor. So I- I'm going to go with Grace Berger for the Game Ball Award, and so that will make the first Game Ball for um, for for Grace. for Grace this year. Uh, Max still leads us with three. Ali Batberg has two, and Nikki and Grace each have one, according to my numbers all right all right so, And I'm now it's surprised. time to
1: check my notes on that too i would have thought grace would have had one before but you're right yeah
0: <laughs> and now it's time for the hoosier hustle award sponsored by our friends at evansville security services evansville security services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout indiana remember prevention cannot be measured so let evansville security services help you prevent a bad outcome today Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices to learn more. That's Evansville dot And Kathy, again, since I'm hosting tonight, I'll let you go first on the Who's okay. Your Hustle Award.
1: All right. My Hoosier Hustle Award, I'm I'm going to give mine to uh, Chloe Moore McNeil. Um, she uh, to me, again, we had such a short bench. I mean, we really did. She was our bench. And we I, I don't know if we hold on in that fourth quarter without her her coming up big. Again, she ended up with eight points. Um, which is more than some of the games we've had from our bench when they're all healthy. So um, I just thought that fourth quarter in particular, and so maybe beginning to end, she might not have had the most spectacular game, but she still ended up playing 29 minutes and um, those eight points and had four rebounds and assist and um, only one turnover. So for me, I, I gave my ball to Chloe morik
0: Okay, so we're going to need some help from the chat mob workaholics here, all right? because I'm going to go with Alexa Goldbay for my hus- my hustle award work tonight. 17 points on 7 of 14 shooting, hit three. In fact, three of our s- six three-pointers came from Lex. She was three of six from deep, five rebounds, and she also had four steals to go along with an assist. And I just thought when Alexa – and as I said earlier, she was plus 17 on – the night and a night where we end up winning by seven. I just think somehow we got to get, and I, and to me, Lex, as I said before, she's that glue kid. And so I'm going to go Alexa Lexa So now we got to kind of throw it out there to the chat mob workaholics, Chloe more McNeil or Alexa Goldbase, And let us know what you think. Yep.
1: I see Ari is voting for Chloe in
0: here right now. Yeah. And I saw somebody else Frank, uh, and Brian. coach John Sony is in here with, with voting for, for Chloe. Yeah. So we'll give it a couple more. We'll give yep. it a few John more seconds. Chloe,
1: Brian up above said Nicole or Chloe. So Chloe, we got another Chloe.
0: Got another Chloe. So it looks like that we're going to give our, yeah. Yeah, there's another one from Franciscan fireworks for Chloe Moore McNeil. So Chloe Moore McNeil will get her first yeah. Hoosier <laughs> hustle award of the, of the year. And that will make it now for the season. Grace with two McKenzie, Nikki, Keandra, Lex, and Chloe each have one. And so, Kathy, that brings us to lingering storylines. And Chat Mob, if you've got any questions you'd like, you know, if lingering storylines you'd like to have answered, we'll try and do that as well. But time for lingering storylines. And I think we both know what the biggest one is.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's health. We thought, you know, after the last game, we had an eight-day layoff, and we we thought for sure, gosh, we're going to, Be able to get through all of our our health protocols that some of the the ladies were in and then one of them still in it and we have now McKinsey who's out for an unknown time I know Ari thank you in the chat there for giving us some information. Um, They were actually thinking about potentially even dressing her today for the game so I'm hoping that that's a good news for her. but I think this does answer, though, one of the things maybe that we've been asking about, which is our bench, which, yes, it was short. It was a one person bench today. Um, but we had Con Brown, who's usually a part of our bench. She came in and started. And no, she did not put up a spectacular stat line in particular. If you want to look at stats to two points but she still pulled down five rebounds she almost took her her signature charge but she had her foot on the the -hmm. restricted line um we talked about chloe moore mcneil coming up big for the bench so that's one of our and usually we would also have grace wagner in there as well and every once in a while we've seen um caitlin peterson so all year, it's a short bench. And I think that's what it's going to be this year. But we can see when we need them the most, I think they they came up for us today. And so to me, yes, the lingering storyline is definitely going to be how long McKenzie is out. But I liked how our bench really stepped up when we need them. We needed Keander to start off strong, and she did. And we needed Chloe to come in when Lexi went out, and she did. Um, so to me, that was, that was the, the, the closing story thought I, I had for the game just yeah. need a bigger bench yes
0: we do and I'll, and I'll kind of use an al davisism here at the end of the day it's just win baby and and yeah. and that they found a way as it wasn't pretty in the second half first half style you know from a style standpoint was much better the play was much smoother much better but second half eh, was not it was not pretty but you just got to find a way to win and some nights and i've mentioned this before you don't always play your a game and when you're an IU team that wants to be hopefully a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, win the Big Ten, you find a way to win a game like tonight where for some reason the second half you you played pretty well first half. Like I said, it might have been an A, A-minus game, but second half was nowhere near that, and you still just got to find a way to win. And so I agree with you about the bench. I also think one of the lingering storylines here is also going to be just a kind of the ongoing thing we've talked about. At what point, if McKenzie's out for any length of time, does fatigue start to catch up with us? Cause you know, right. and we'll play again on Sunday. We'll preview that here in a few minutes, but I think that kind of goes, it's one, a bench one B fatigue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <clears throat> so hopefully, yes, McKenzie's is not serious. Um, I would be surprised to see her back out with a knee injury Sunday, but again, I I don't, we don't know the extent of it. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, you know, again, next, next person up and, we all got to pull in, and I thought they did that tonight. So I agree with you, though we can't and, continue to have that. But I thought Coach Mora did a really great job of rotating, rotating players in and out at a good clip.
0: Yeah, and, and I and Franciscan mentions this kind of the same thing. I was going to mention. It also makes me wonder with the some of the success that we had at least on the floor tonight with the smaller lineup would we be better if Chloe started and can kind of came back, went back to her six man role off the bench. I'm not saying I'm all for that. I'm just saying it just, it, it would be an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. you know, it, rather than because you're going to go small, either way, if you're, if McKenzie's not healthy, Chloe becomes your first kid off the bench if she's healthy. And so you're, you're, you're eventually going small. Anyway, you're either going to sub out probably Lex or Keandra either one at that first sub. So you know, so that's right. an interesting, you know, to me. Um, anything else that you think linger storylines? I haven't seen anything show up in the chat mob yet. No, just uh, kind of
1: building on what you were just saying, though, um, and what we're seeing in the chat, Ari said that Purdue evidently doesn't have any bigs. So if we're going to see maybe a Keander coming in off of the bench, that might be the game for him.
0: Well, and and Kirkwood has a question in here as well. Do we have some room in upcoming games to give a couple off the bench? And Kirkwood, I would like to say yes. We just haven't seen it. In the game yet, I, I thought tonight, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I thought tonight might be a night where we saw maybe at least one or two more get a few minutes because you knew that um, that Keandra and, and I didn't realize how, how healthy Chloe going to be. But you knew Keandra and, and Chloe were going to get at least decent minutes tonight just because the, with the McKenzie being out. So I would yeah. like to see it now. And Ari might be able to answer this question. Purdue had a big girl, but she's been out the last three or four games. So I assume they are not expecting her back. On Sunday, I believe her name is, yeah, Rashea Ra- 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 Kyle, I believe is how you say her name. And she was she's missed the last three or four games for Purdue. So, right. that you know, the storyline, obviously, now, go to Purdue on Sunday and beat your rival again.
1: Yeah, and um, I just pulled the schedule up to answer. they were asking if we have any room in our schedule. Uh, no, we have Purdue, then Michigan State, then Iowa, then um, maybe Illinois might be the next one. But then right after that, you have Michigan again. Yeah. So our next few games, that's against most of the top top, top of the Big Ten. So I don't know that we're going to have much room to get a lot of bench bench players uh, a lot of time, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, Illinois would be the game probably, unless you get into got a it. blowout situation. And you and, and would hopefully, if okay. you're thinking blowout in these next few games, it's us doing the blowing out, hopefully not the right. other way around. Right. But so um, anything else you got? No,
1: nope. I think that uh, wrapped it up for me in terms of uh, my thoughts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So our next post game show will be Sunday, January the sixteenth after the Purdue game. That game is on FS1. They changed that this week. It was originally going to be on BTN Plus. Thank you. All right. Yeah. It's going to be on FS1 at two p.m. Eastern, one Central. And I just want to kind of previous a little bit, Caddy. I don't know how much you looked <laughs> ahead of the Purdue game. You know, beat the Boilers. You know, you know, never want to lose to 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 Purdue, especially uh, in you know. At Mackey, it's always fun. But IU has won five in a row in this series. And and, and two, the last two at Mackey, they've won nine of the last 10. Um, so you'd like to be able to think we can keep rolling in this rivalry a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um- Always. And, and this one being on the road, too.
0: So we'll, yeah.
1: we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: And Purdue was playing Iowa tonight. And I know Ari mentioned something in the chat earlier. I think they were it was pretty nip and tuck, but I haven't paid any attention to that score. But they were playing That's Iowa tough. at home tonight. They got a kind of a little homestand here with Iowa tonight. And then... um iu on sunday and they're 11 and 4 now this is a team coming into the season everybody kind of thought would be you know bottom end of the big 10 but katie Geralds has come back as the head coach to you know and she took over right before the season started and they've won five in a row coming into tonight they're two and two in the league um so they've got you know it's not necessarily an easy game that you just kind of go into like oh it's the purdue we've played last several years the last two three years um, they, they, they are going to give us a dogfight in a rivalry game. That's what I would expect. And they're led by a couple kids, Madison Layton, who's a kid that played here in Indiana. Mom was the head coach at Northwestern high school, just outside of Kokomo where Madison played. They won the tournament, I think three times in a row in class three, a, um, here in indiana and uh then brooke moore is a kid that they bring in off the bench and she's averaging around double figures in fact i think Moore may be their leading scorer in big 10 play Uh, but she has not started the game she's kind of their super sub off the bench so those are a couple kids for our fans to keep an eye on sunday yeah Sounds good. And then the next Assembly Call post-game show will be tonight <laughs> after the Iowa game, which will be starting here in about 10 minutes. And I believe that game is on FS1. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you guys have been enjoying the full meal deal of, of IU Hoops today, the women, our show, the men's coming up, and then the men's post-game show on Assembly Call. So that I believe tonight is the full gauntlet on Assembly Call. It's Jared, Coach, Andy, and Ryan. So yeah, hopefully everybody will stay with it.
1: Yeah, if you can't get enough Indiana basketball, uh, today's your today's your day. That's for
0: sure. And <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Postgame Show. Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. Use the promo code HOME H O M E at checkout to get fifteen percent off your first or, your first order. Okay, it's time for last call. Kathy, I'll give you the first chance.
1: All right, great. Thanks, Jeff. So yeah, again, just congratulations to our women. Again, moving to 5-0 in Big Ten, continuing that fantastic win streak, both at a conference level and just this year as well. And it was gritty, right? I mean, it was One short bench, we had our best player arguably out with Mackenzie Holmes. We still had Grace Wagner out who maybe doesn't play always a giant role like Mac does, but she still plays a role nonetheless. And they really gritted it out. They were not playing their best basketball in that second half. We had um, Alexa foul out and they still found a way to win. And to me, that is the sign of what we need to do, especially as we continue to roll along in the season and get day by day closer to March. That's what I want to see from from a team. And I love watching these women play and um, uh, just just really enjoy them again. So just yeah, let's just keep it rolling, especially Sunday going into Mackie. I mean, that that's great. And then I'm excited to uh, just as a shout out for anybody that's going to the men's assembly call meetup in February. Um, That Saturday, I'm also going to be there for that. Um, I'm also going to the women's game on that Sunday, which is also at home against Purdue. So if you want to make it a another back to back basketball weekend for yourself, you can come join me at that game too. So
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to be there for the meetup. I don't know if I can stick around for Sunday or not, but I'm definitely hoping to come down for the meetup. Uh, I do some local radio here in in the Rensselaer area. So that's sectional weekend for the girls. So it depends on who we're covering and stuff. So, but I'm going to see, you know, how that shakes out. Um, For me, kind of last call, I'm going to piggyback off of what Kathy said. And then more about just watch this team. If you get the opportunity to watch on TV, and I know BTN Plus isn't always the best, but tonight <laughs> they're on BTN. Sunday they're going to be on FS1. If you watch the bench, and I know they don't show the bench a whole bunch, but when kids are making good plays, the whole bench is reacting. And that's and that's kids who aren't getting a lot of playing time. It would be real easy to sit there and kind of mope about your playing time at the college level because you you were a really good high school player to be playing at the Div- Division One level. They, You just see there's a real camaraderie. There's a real connection among those kids on the bench. Even though they're not playing, they're pulling for the kids on the floor. And I think that goes to what you were talking about and to a couple things the chat was talking about. There's a team here. And when you do have a kid go down, next woman up, as Chloe Moore McNeil did, especially tonight, but also Keandra, take advantage of an opportunity you get out there on the floor. And I thought that was really, the, to me, kind of the big thing I saw tonight. Absolutely. So that will do it. If you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel youtube.com/ uh, slash assemblycall.com. and don't forget to join assembly to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free newsletter special thanks to john ringer of rig design for designing our logo and thank you guys and all of you out there in the chat mob workaholics thank you for listening we will be back to talk iu hoops again with you on sunday after the purdue game until then keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go hoosiers
1: very good now we're gonna go beat the squawk eyes right
0: yes i see that
1: (laughs) Other one's a personal one for me so (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, and I hope so been. we could use a road win in the in, on the men's side too absolutely and absolutely. so so we'll kind of cool. cut it short here hey for everybody that has been following us with the chat and helping us spread the word about the show we just want to thank you keep helping us because we really enjoy doing the show for you guys and that's kind of what we're here for is to talk about the iu women but just to try and get the word out to the community
1: yeah absolutely so cool all right jeff we'll talk again friday or uh, friday I told you, it's been that in a kind of week for me. It's been a um, long week.
0: Hey, are you getting real quick? Are you getting much? Is it maybe? It's, is it tonight yeah. or tomorrow? Are you getting tomorrow. much
1: snow? Yeah, they keep upping our forecast. It started out three to five, and I think Sean, my husband, told me six to ten now for the Des Moines area tomorrow. Yeah, so he's working from home along with me. I always work from home, so. We'll just hunker down here. We were gonna to go to a movie and I said, forget that. We'll just
0: it's home. it's kind of interesting if you look at the forecast, how that's just kind of coming straight down through the plains, going sure. deep into the south, and this just kind of bypassing like a loop past Indiana. There's no oh, I mean, they're saying we might get like a yeah, maybe a dusting, but you know, it's just funny. But then it comes back up, and if you look up, up, up towards like Philadelphia and New York, yeah, it's it's gonna hit them almost about the same I as, as I'll mean. have
1: to ask my mom again. She told me she lives down in southern Indiana, so she lives um, in Honeyburg by Jasper. Yeah. So I think they're supposed to get a bit of snow, but I don't think it's um, I mean, she always complains. And then I'm like, well, mom, we're getting six to 10. So I don't want to hear
0: about your two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, enjoy the men's game. I will talk. I, I will talk to you on Sunday. Sounds great, Jeff. Have a great night. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings, just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at.